What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go? Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. And as promised, we're covering the NFL draft uh, for you today. Man, it snuck up on us. Magic, uh, I told him about it. He's like, oh, my gosh, that's today? Holy cow. So, yeah, (laughs) it has snuck up on us. Everybody here at Racing Dudes working on the Kentucky Derby. we got a lot going on in sports as well. Uh, Boy, we've had back-to-back nights of really good basketball games. I guess we can kind of start – what are your just overall thoughts? The first round usually in the NBA is kind of boring. This has not been boring at all. No, it hasn't at all. If you want to start there, let's let me get my let me get my cheat sheet out here. I'm telling you, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, usually we have a lot of uh, series that are settled by now, but we only have two. Yep. That are settled. Now we could have five after tonight. So. Uh, but we have three games tonight that are game sixes. And usually these first-round playoffs don't go that long. So it has been some tremendous games. Uh, the Memphis-Minnesota series has been outstanding. If you really you like uh, close games, crazy games, man, there have been some nutty stuff going on in that one. I gave up on Memphis pretty much the other night. I was so mad at them, and I've been mad at them the whole series because I really liked them going into the playoffs. They really haven't played that well. Maybe Minnesota's that good. I don't know. But what a comeback the other night against uh, the Timberwolves. And don't you know the Timberwolves are kicking themselves? Mm. They have had huge leads in two Mm. of those games and lost them. They got to be kicking themselves. Uh, And then tonight, wow going to be something as russ says the memphis minnesota series has been something else it really has it's it's been awesome that game last night or not last night it was two nights ago now yeah i guess uh good lord what a game and uh by morant holy cow that guy was unbelievable uh really after the dunk and on he was incredible in that game after what you had said he's been playing so bad well he's good yeah there was a we were having a debate on twitter couple nights ago they wasn't playing very good and there were a couple of people that haven't really watched the NBA much and they admitted it and they were watching Memphis just to see him because he has been uh, a lot a lot a lot about him in the news and stuff uh he he's out of control I think we can all say that he's kind of out of control a little bit but the explosion that he has when he goes to the basket. And, you know, that dunk was – i it's got to be top five ever, doesn't it? It was unreal. <laughs> He's not that big. And to go in there like that – but the winning shot yeah. was – what kind of athleticism was that? <laughs> Oh, but I tell you, he's something else. But he's one of those guys that's a little bit out of control, and you just don't know what he's going to do. But when he's got to go, and Memphis is pretty good. And as uh, Ravage Grapefruit says, we got 
magic carrots sometimes, and now we got the ravaged grapefruit. Uh, I've been very impressed with Dallas also. We'll get into them here in just a minute. But, yeah, that 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 was quite a show the other night. Well, let's quickly pick the Thursday night game and the Friday right. night games here uh, before we get to the NFL draft. And, and let's let's just go through them here real quickly. The 76ers and the Raptors, this has been a, the, the hardest uh, series for me to predict without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the Sixers had it. Now they're kind of doing 76er type things, just yep. trying to let the Raptors hang in there. Do we see a game seven? Do the Raptors force game seven tonight? I think tonight these three games were about as tough as, as there are. The only thing about these games are the point spreads are nothing. Yeah. So in a way they're easier because you just pick a team. You just have to pick a winner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they are like last night was very difficult because you had 12 point spread with Milwaukee and you had a nine point spread with Golden State. And I hit one and missed the other one. And I felt good that I got one of them right because those are those are iffy. Those spreads are. But in my parlay, I went ahead, like I picked Golden State to win by nine, and they didn't. But in the parlay, I picked Denver, and I hit the parlay, and it was like a $65 payout. So got lucky in that one. Anyway, uh, this is I think this one's the hardest for me uh, tonight because I've watched Philadelphia and you had to all year long. They look so bad sometimes, or they you think they're going to lose, and they come out and play great. But their backs are even this. This is dumb to say. They're up three to two. The game seven, if there is one, is in their building. But everybody kind of feels like they're backed up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Do you get that feeling too? Do you yep, think this yep. is kind of a must game for them tonight? When really it's probably not. But uh, they're kind of trying to make a big. And this is the media again trying to make a big deal about Doc Rivers can't win a big game. And I don't buy into that. I don't think Doc's playing these days. So he's going to have to get some help out of his players. I think the injury to Embiid is worse than what they're letting on. He has not played well since he hurt that thumb. And it just stands to reason if you've got a ligament tear in your thumb and you're a basketball player, I would think that would be a problem. I think you have to catch the ball and that's probably an issue. So that's hurting him. So he's got to get some support from Harden, who's been awful. Big surprise. Hmm. And uh, uh, Maxie, who played very, very well in the first three games. Uh, I'm picking Toronto tonight. They've got injury problems too, but that hasn't seemed to bother them. And uh, I I took the uh, Raptors. How did you go? Yep, I went the Raptors as well. I don't think I don't have confidence the 76ers are going to go on the road and win tonight. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still may win Game Seven, but yeah. I think Toronto is going to prove tough to eliminate. I think they push it to a Game Seven. They look pretty darn good in Game Five. And the, the 76ers, you're right, they're such an up and down they are uh, team. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raptors as well. All right, Suns Pelicans. Can the Pelicans, uh, who were the darlings after winning Game Four? Can they force a game seven uh, against Phoenix tonight? Well, this was my best bet because we saw the Phoenix team we were hoping to see. Yeah. Or if you're a Phoenix fan, and uh, we finally saw them play like they were capable. And they came out in game five and took care of the Pelicans and took the ball inside to them 
and there is a chance that uh, Devin Booker is going to play tonight. Uh, that's questionable. He's listed as out, but he's practicing. And I did read about an hour ago that there's a good chance he's going to play tonight. And that would give them the boost I think they need. I kind of think the Pelicans have their bubble has kind of burst. I kind of think. And I think the Suns are going to take care of business tonight uh, in this one. So that's this was my best bet of the day. I, I feel more confident about Phoenix covering the two points than I do well, the other games is to even, but I feel pretty confident about, about this one tonight. I think, too, I think the Suns are going to win. I really don't think this is going to be much of a game. I think the Suns kind of woke up. That game yeah. four was was about as bad as you could get, and I think they kind of woke up. And yeah. so I think the Suns take care of business. I, I yeah. don't think this one – well, I don't know. It might be close for a while. I think at the end of the day, the Suns are just a better team. And- yeah, that's the way I think it is, too, and – think they're better and usually the better team in a seven game series ends up winning uh, unless you have a bunch of injuries, which they have had the Booker in, injury, which hurt them. Uh, what do you think? You think they hold him out in case there would be a game seven for fear that he may strain that hamstring in the game six? When it's you possible. Um, yeah, that's possible. You know, if you could think we can sneak by, we can get through the series and then we've got some real time for him. Yeah um the other flip side of that you don't want to get into a game seven and it's his first game off the injury that's right um that i think he'll play he's he's capable i think he will too i I don't think you hold back in the playoffs i just don't think you do you don't want to take a chance with a game seven anyway no too many crazy things that can happen well i agree all right final game tonight it's the jazz and the mavericks uh vegas doesn't know what to do it's an even point spread you don't see that very often no uh who you got jazz or mavericks tonight well i really like dallas and i don't like utah very well and utah's best player may not play and if he does he is hurt and that's donovan mitchell and i'm kind of surprised that uh I just don't think Dallas is getting enough respect. I really don't. I'm surprised they're not favored. Uh, this morning when I was writing articles and picking, making the picks, some uh, places had the Jazz as a one-point favorite and some had Dallas, and now it's even on this one that you're using here. So it is a pick em game. I, I think Dallas is going to win. Uh, I just think they're better than Utah, and I, th- I would pick them even if Donovan Mitchell was healthy for Utah tonight. I just think Dallas is better, and I think they're very underrated. Well, I picked the Jazz, so we did go different okay, on that there one. there we go. I, I, just felt, I just feel like this is a series. That it, it just seems like we're going to go seven yeah. with this one. It really does. And, uh, you know, the Jazz were pretty lucky to win game four. Uh, I didn't think they played great in game five. I think they, they rebound and they play good enough to force a game seven. I think overall the Mavericks will win the series. I think the Jazz win tonight, so – um, yeah. I took Utah. I expect them to play. They really haven't played all that well in this series. And no, so they have not. You're I right. I expect them to play a little bit better. And you know, let's say it ends up Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, and Dallas. Man, who are you picking to come out of that? Those are four teams that are really solid. Yeah, the winner there will be the fans because <laughs> those will be great games if you like they basketball. Will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Friday game, the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. We bragged about how good this game was, game five. Uh, The Grizzlies get it done. Now they go back to Minnesota. They've got Memphis as a one-point favorite right now as we sit here 
on Thursday afternoon. Uh, I, I think I'm going to take the Grizzlies to get it done and finish out the series. What about you? Well, I agree with you. Logic, again, says how in the world can Minnesota come back from two devastating losses like they have? But we thought the same thing after game three. Mm-hmm. when they, It was even worse, the game they blew. Uh, game three. I mean, they had Memphis completely blown out of that game, not once, but twice and lost it uh, at home and came back in game four and one. So they're very resilient and you can't really uh, think that they're not going to play well. Uh, they shoot the ball. If I mean, they're offensively, they're a problem. So they've got a shot. I tend to agree with you, though. I, I just think I think Memphis won the series, uh, whatever night that was, Tuesday, Monday, let's see, Tuesday night. I think they won the series. I, I do. I think they're going to win. And, uh, but, man, I wouldn't bet a bunch of money on it. That's for sure. No, it's been tight. It's been a really tight series. And they've, they've been some really, really good games. And you're right. Yep. Minnesota kind of feels like, man, we should have won this series already. Hey, yeah. They've, they've had them. And, boy, they really had them in game five. I just can't see them keeping blowing it i can't either you would think you know psychologically they've got to be down a little bit you would think yeah but i don't know and then you know then we've got uh we got three teams that know they're playing in the next no four that know they're playing in the next round and we have one series that uh we got uh, boston and and brooklyn not boston brooklyn boston and uh, milwaukee Mm -hmm. Uh, man, that's going to be a series too, if that happens. And then let's talk about Miami just a little bit. Boy, they've been pretty impressive. Yep. Uh, they're one of those sleeper teams that nobody thinks about because they're not very flashy. Uh, they're, they're, they're hard to beat. And we got to talk about Isaac's team, uh, the yep. Warriors, which eliminated, uh, who'd they beat, who'd they beat last night? Can't have so many daggum teams and I've done so much research. I can't even think who was it? The uh, Warriors <laughs> last night defeated the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Yeah. And uh, it was close. The Nuggets I thought really put on a good show last night and, and hung in there with them. And uh, so you got Golden State waiting for all of this to finish up and, and they're going to get a little bit of extra rest and Steph will get a little more healthier. They're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I think the Warriors, you know, they, they look like the best team right now, uh, Isaac. So I, I, I think the Warriors are going to be awfully tough, like like Papa Dude just said. Uh, seem like they're getting healthy at the right time. Now they've got some more rest here. Uh, if anybody was kind of ailing, they can kind of, you know, they got a week yep. probably to heal up. So um, they'll sit back and just wait for their opponent. And, That's right. Uh, I, I don't see them getting beat in the second round. They yeah. really don't. Um I think they're going to be pretty tough. But, yeah, listen, this first round has been great. It has. And I think the second round will be even better. It stands oh. to reason than it will be. So. It will. And I tell you, uh, tonight, these three games, I don't know how you can ask for any better than what they're going to be tonight. They're, they should be really good tonight. I never – I don't remember, especially, again, we'll say it in the first round, I don't remember three games where the point spread's no more than two. No, uh, absolutely not. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Well, and then you got one tomorrow night that's only one. 
Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, the one we talked. So we talked about four games, and they're all two points yeah. or less. Yeah. Yes, I don't. I no. And in the regular season, having done all these night after night after night, that never happens. No. It just no. So, yeah. yeah, they've been sure. something. All right, let's move on. Uh, we'll go to the NFL draft now. Um, and this is tonight uh, is the first round, obviously, uh, on ESPN. And it's going to be interesting. I, I've done a little bit of research on this draft. I know you've done a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot. <laughs> well, my first takeaway from it is this is a boring draft. It, it really well, doesn't have a lot of flash, does it? It does not. And it's because there are no quarterbacks and there are no running backs that are – that highly uh, thought of. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. And uh, I think another thing is our favorite team doesn't have anybody. that's going to go in the first round. Right. I think that's part of it too. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what the appeal of this is. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would like for somebody to tell me, I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get into this much. Yeah. And I think part of the reason I don't get into it much is it's too freaking long between draft picks. Yeah. And I get so tired of those guys analyzing all these people. And they go over the same guy, seems like a hundred times. And I get, a, I don't have ADHD, I don't think, but I get a little bored. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I get a little bit bored. I mean, I understand why there's so much time between the picks because these teams are trying to decide what to do, but it gets a little boring to me. I guess I'm just not a, a a draft night freak or something. I don't know. Some of these guys, and I know we got some, you know, that are usually on chat that are, they get after this. They yeah. they really get into. It. I know on Twitter it's pretty hot too. So yeah, and Curtis uh, chimes in and he says Thibodeau will go number two. Book it. Uh, okay, Chris. I've got Chris Collinsworth's uh, mock draft up. It's just kind of a guide for us here to have up on the screen. Oh, uh, he's good. got Thibodeau at four to the New York Jets, but Curtis says the Detroit Lions are going to take him at number two. Yeah, well, I got him at four. You've got him four. Who do you have going number one? Well, I've got uh, Jacksonville's got two choices, in my opinion. Now, first of all, Jacksonville – they're not going to make a bad pick unless they just miss on the player because they need everything except a quarterback. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So they need everything. So whatever they take is going to be an improvement probably on what they've got. And it looks like they're either going to go for an offensive lineman, which is the boring pick, mm -hmm. but offensive linemen are so valuable when you have a young quarterback that you've got to protect, or they're going to go defense and they are going to go, with an edge uh, rusher. So Collinsworth's got Trayvon, Trayvon Walker uh -huh. who they're going to pick. And I'm going to think it's either him or Akeem Aquanu, I think is how you pronounce that, which I never heard of until mm -hmm. I started researching this. <laughs> He's an offensive tackle, I believe, from North yep. Carolina State. So I think they'll go with one or the other. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with Walker. That's for sure. And, you know, it's becoming so important in the, in the NFL in the last few years to have an edge rusher that can get to the quarterback. That makes such a difference. So either way, I think they win in this one. A lot of good teams, their defense starts with the edge rusher. That's exactly yep. right. 
yeah, uh, it looks like Collinsworth, he's thinking it's going to be one of these top two. Uh, Hutchinson or Walker going, he says in the article here, he believes one of those top two will be the first pick. Uh, you know, we've watched Tray- Trayvon Walker a ton, obviously. Well, we watch Hutchinson, too, from Michigan. Two big yeah. players for big schools. Yeah. It, it does kind of feel like whichever one you take, they're going to at least be productive. I don't oh, yeah. see a swing and a miss uh, from yeah. either one of these guys. No. I think uh, Hutchinson, he was impressive. There's no question. Walker was on a team with a whole bunch of great players, as we're going to see as we go through this draft. Yeah. And sometimes when you're on a team with a whole bunch of great players, you play pretty darn good too. Hutchinson was more – kind of on his own. In other words, what I'm trying to say is you could double a team Hutchinson a lot easier than you could double a team Trayvon Walker. Yeah. So I love Hutchinson. I like his motor a lot. I thought he was really good player. So uh, I think, I think that's probably the way they go also. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I, I think that does make a ton of sense uh, for Hutchinson to go there. I think if he's available, that's who they're going to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about Georgia. You said before we got on air, no wonder they won the national championship. Yeah. How many players from Georgia are going to go in the first round tonight? I think three or four, maybe even five. Wow. I mean, their they're defense, I, I think as I went through this, about four defensive players, and then they got a wide receiver that's pretty highly thought of too, so – so we get through this, uh, there's a bunch. Yeah, I'm looking at Collinsworth here. He's got three, it looks like. Uh, I didn't count these off beforehand. Yeah, it looks like he's going to – he's projecting three of them to go in the first round uh, tonight as well. So, yeah, yeah it's it, – it, draft night, you really understand. Oh, okay, Georgia yeah. won it? Yeah, they've got a lot of players. I see a lot of Alabama on the list as well. Yeah, um, just looking at right. his as you went down through that, uh-huh. his is different than most of the – uh, guys that do this for a living. He doesn't really pick a draft. You know, he's more right. certain than anything else. So his looks a little different than some of the guys I looked at, which is fine. That's what makes this fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Russ says Texans better not go Stingley. For the third round, uh, the three pick here? Yes. Yeah. He's got okay. Evan Neal going to the Texans. Uh, okay. what, do you, what, what do you've got? He's what very you got? I took, uh, I, I'm thinking Jacksonville's going to go Walker. Okay. So I went the other guy, uh, Kwandu or whatever, as uh-huh. three pick. Okay. So you've got, yeah. uh, and let's see. Gosh, he's got him all the way down at ninth to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, so you've got him third. I've seen, I yeah, I don't think this projection's that great because I've seen him a lot higher than ninth. Everywhere yeah, else I've well, that's okay. I mean, you know, nine's nothing to sneeze at. But right. uh, I, I, I think whoever Jacksonville picks, Houston will take the other one. Okay, between those two, between yeah. Walker and Aquandu. Yeah, I, 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 it just it makes sense. Well, let's see. It definitely makes sense. All right, they, they may go with Hutchinson. You know, he's they may decide they like him better. But I, I just can't ever remember a draft where it's so – it seems like we know who the top, like, three or four picks are every yeah. year. This year it's weird. Well, that's because it's not a quarterback or a running back, yeah. I think, or a big-time wide receiver. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They just The flash isn't there, but no, a lot not. of times – these are the guys that win the championship. Well, you right? know, it's just like if you're Jacksonville and you get this first pick and you go with 
Akeem Ekwandu. Mm -hmm. That's not going to excite anybody. No, it's not. You know, we're they're thinking, God, we finally get a number one pick, and what do we do? You know, of course yeah. they got the quarterback last year, so yeah. maybe I don't know. Well, and I think Russ said it on a show last or last time we did it Monday that yeah, hey, listen, you got a franchise quarterback, you better protect him. You better. So it's yeah. there, but like like I said, we'll see. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, I pulled these quarterbacks up because okay. it, it is weird. It's so weird it this is. year to not have one. Um, Malik Willis from Liberty, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, uh, Matt Corral, Corral from Ole Miss, and Sam Howell from North Carolina. Those are the four you hear the most of. Mm -hmm. How many do? How many quarterbacks do you have going tonight in the first round? First round, mm -hmm. two, and one of them's a stretch. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to do the quarterbacks? Well, yeah. Who do you, okay. ha who do you have? Well, yeah. uh, all the way down to number 20 before I think maybe there's one taken. I think Pittsburgh's got to take a quarterback. Okay. I think they do. Now, the experts, most of the experts are thinking they're going to take Willis over Pickett. Yeah. But there's a couple I read that think – They'll go with Pickett because of his size. Now, he's just a couple inches taller than, than Willis, but they figured maybe he could put on weight. And I think they're going with that because they've had Roethlisberger for so long. It would be the natural inclination to take Pickett, wouldn't you think, mm -hmm. if you were the Steelers? Yeah. So if they go with Willis, they must really like him better. Because, yeah. or maybe they think too much pressure on Kenny Pickett. I don't know. So I think they take Pickett. I really do. I, I think they will. It'll be interesting if they take the other guy. And then as I went through all of this, I mean, there are teams that need quarterbacks, but these guys are just not worth a number one pick, evidently. No. And I went all the way down to Detroit for the, the last pick in the first round. They get two picks in the first round, number 32. And I, I, I went with Willis for them. Uh they may pass on that though and try to get some help at other places. I'm, I'm not sure they, they go with a quarterback, but a lot of people think they are going to either take him or Pickett, whichever one's available. But uh, that's it, just two in yeah. the first round and zero running backs. And it's, it is crazy. The running back thing, there's just none there either, as well. No. Um, Let's talk about these quarterbacks a little bit more here. Okay. Let's forget about first round. But, you know, okay. you and I watch about, mm -hmm. I mean, every college football team we've seen play, uh, mm -hmm. you know, at one time or another, sometimes multiple times. Malik Willis, I've watched him at Liberty. I I don't know. No, I, don't think, I don't think I'd take him. Wouldn't either. Can he pick I'm it? I've liked. But oh, is he just a college type guy? You know, he kind of yeah, has that feel a little bit. Me. Um, I did like him. You know, Matt Corral seems much like a system college quarterback to me. I yes. love him. Yeah. He's a runner. He runs the ball a lot. Sam Howe. I, I, don't, I don't love him for the NFL. Mm, a little bit short. Yeah, it's kind of a like a Baker Mayfield type. I mean... It's like, ah, I don't know. Desmond Ritter, I wasn't impressed. No, I do like his size. Uh, yeah. I thought he, you know, he may be a type of guy to be a good pro. I don't know. You know, he's not flashy, just gets the job done. 
And Curtis Manilow agrees. He says if Malik Willis is starting, and this is funny, Malik Willis is starting an NFL game next year, I'm betting the 401k on the other team. Well, the thing with him that was concerned me, who does Liberty play? And you know, they had a decent schedule. Who do they play? And what what did he really do? I know they weren't very good. No, and he wasn't bad. I'm not no, saying no. He, he was a bad college player because he certainly wasn't, but he he didn't stand out like some of the some of the quarterbacks no. from the smaller schools have in the past. No, that's right. He just didn't. But you know, I think the NFL gets so bogged down with this combine baloney and size and arm strength and a lot of times they don't look at results yeah what these guys produced and the best producer of that bunch right there is kenny pickett there's nobody even close to the yardage he threw for yeah absolutely uh, uh, curtis said willis threw three picks against old miss and the elite defense of middle tennessee State. You're, you're absolutely right curtis i just would not I, I guarantee you I wouldn't pick him first in the first round. No. He's a third rounder, I think, at least. If if I had a late round pick and needed a quarterback, I would take Kenny Pickett. And then it would I would too. I would probably wait till like the third or fourth round. Yeah. To try to go somewhere else. Something like a Carson Strong in Nevada. I'm not saying he was great, but it's like, yeah, we could take a flyer on him, you know? Yeah. Um, Skyler Thompson in Kansas State. I mean, my God, he's. Oh, I'm. I'm telling you, when when I saw that name on there, I'm thinking, my God, it's it's really a bad draft if he's even considered. And then you go down through the list, and you know, you got Brock Purdy at 301. Oh, he's awful. Yeah, and and there's that kid from uh, Miami. Uh, yeah, Derek King who been hurt, you know, and he's the fact he's even on the list is. Kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, So, I, you know, I was one of the few that kind of liked the guy at Notre Dame. Uh, Yeah, Jack Cohn. I'd pick him over a lot of these guys that are ahead of him, I think. But anyway. Cole Kelly. Why do I know that name? I I don't know, because I don't. Cole Kelly. Was that the guy? Am I out of my mind here? I'm trying to... like, who, I don't even know. I, it's who like I don't even know who that guy is. Who did he play for? He played for South of uh, the Southeastern Louisiana Lions. Oh, I don't, I don't know where you know him. <laughs> it seems like maybe he was at a bigger school. Oh, maybe he, point. yeah, maybe he transferred. That's a possibility. And I could be wrong about that. Oh, gosh, uh, I, I agree with, I agree with Curtis on Matt Corral. Yeah, I know. You like him. Talk about him while I find out who this guy is. Oh, I just like his game. I mean, he's a gamer. Yeah. He played hurt all year, uh, carried that team. Um, I'd take him over Malik Willis any day. And, uh, yeah, as Kiffin also said, he's the most talented quarterback he's ever coached. And he was at Alabama a couple of years. So, (laughs) He's seen some quarterbacks. I I think I think he is worth a pick. Now, they may be a little worried about his uh, injury that he suffered in the bowl game. He may not be recovered from that. We don't know that. Yeah, that could be lowering his status a little. I, bit. I, listen, he was a very good college quarterback. 
I just he was. I don't know. He's not that big of a guy. No, um, I I don't know. I'm a little worried about him. Uh, I think part of the problem is with this class. Uh, there's not very many really uh, NFL size type quarterbacks, right? That they okay. like right now. Okay, so Cole yeah, Kelly, okay. I I knew that's who this was. Okay, this guy, he he originally went to Arkansas. Okay, and really? yes, he. Do you remember this kid? He was he was number fifteen. I Arkansas. remember this. Now that I see the size, I remember a big old quarterback they had. They okay. thought he was the next Ryan Mallett. That's who they were talking about. Oh gosh, okay. this guy's Ryan Mallett. You know, he's he's great. This guy at Arkansas was one of the worst quarterbacks. I've never seen anybody as bad as this guy. He was so bad. Now, he obviously has played so much better once mm-hmm. he got away from there. And he was under a terrible coaching staff. Yeah. So I'm not blaming the kid completely. He was but, awful at Arkansas. I can't believe he's on this list. I didn't even know he was still playing somewhere. That's he must have had some decent numbers. Of course, Southeast Louisiana doesn't play any. You know, they're not even in the big time. But no. still. He's on there. Probably look at that size. That's part of it. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I can't believe that's him. I can't believe yeah. that's him. No, you, I, knew the I, name. I, you knew the name. Oh, I saw him. Oh. Well, and I, I said to myself, I think I think that's the kid from Arkansas. But I thought, no, no way. Yeah. Can you so, yeah. Talk back? about, hey, he must have had some stats. Oh, yeah. He must have. In 2021, now again, this is this is one well FCS. FCS, yeah. In 2021, he threw for 5,000 yards, <laughs> oh my 44 God. touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Well, somebody will draft him. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that is. Um, pull up the yeah. running backs. Can you get those? Yep. Uh, I'll pull up the yeah. running backs now for us all. There we go. Oh, here we go. And kind of the star, well, I'd say three stars of, of college last year, uh, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, and Isaiah Spiller. These were three guys we talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do you think of this running back class? I mean, those three guys are, are obviously pretty darn good. They are, and I'm, I'm a little surprised. They're, I guess when you start looking at them, uh, size yeah, kind of sticks out. Kenneth Walker's small. only 5'9". Brees Hall, 5'11". And again, that's a little sketchy for the NFL, but these guys are productive. They're productive. And I scroll on down there. Where is Kennedy Brooks? There he is. He's 174. Yeah. That's a guy I would take a chance on, I'll guarantee you, because he's productive. Yeah. And he would be worth a fifth-round fifth pick, which is probably where he's going to end up, fourth or fifth. I think he can play in the pros somewhere. I don't know whether he can be a feature back, but I can see him throwing to him out of the backfield. He can do a lot of things. Yeah. I think he's a sleeper. Uh, but there aren't very many names, as you see, on that list. I, I would definitely, if I needed a back in the second round, Brees Hall would be one I would look at. Yes, talk about production. He that is. Guy, I'm telling you, he is. He has been productive yeah. year after year after year. I really right. like him. Uh, I like the Mazir, uh, Zamir White from Georgia. Yes. I've liked him for a while. I think he kind of is what the NFL has at running back these days. Um, so yeah. I, I like him a little bit as well. Um, Again, some of these guys may be a step slow for the yeah. NFL, and that lowers their oh, 
value. Honestly, I think that's Kennedy Brooks is probably. I think so. He's not lightning quick. Mm-hmm. He just gets the job done. And mm-hmm. I think somebody will take a shot at him. I remember when they recruited Kennedy, they said, look, he's, we don't like him that well. You know, we don't think he's that good. And then they, yeah, well, he, he was productive. We'll offer him a scholarship. Yeah. And then boom, he, he ended up being what top five rusher of all time at OU, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was very good. So yeah. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. I think he will get drafted. Like I said, fourth, fifth, sixth round. And and, uh, a lot of times when he get down there, uh, if you you can slip and if you fall into the right situation, all of a sudden you're you're in better shape than if you were drafted by somebody not quite as good early right. in the draft. So, uh, Curtis, I don't know who Pierre Strong is. Pierre Strong, uh, tell us who he played for. Yeah, it's not on a list here. Okay. Uh, Curtis is a Kayvon Thibodeau guy, and I've got him going in uh, number four. Tonight, Curtis, I've got him going to the Jets. Pierre Strong, I googled him here. He okay. played for South Dakota State. Okay, which is why we haven't heard of him because we didn't. Yeah, obviously, we have not watched the South Jack Dakota Rabbits, State. Uh, yep. They're in the Missouri Valley, and they're pretty darn good. So, yeah, yes, he's a sleeper. But I've yeah. got I've got Kayvon Thibodeau going in the fourth round. I read some stuff on him, Curtis. A lot of people think he could be an attitude problem of some kind i i think he's a little bit full of himself uh but most edge rushers are (laughs) especially edge rushers in the nfl so i've got him at four uh for the jets as does uh chris collins or two he could go he detroit could take him i'm just thinking detroit's going to take hutchinson because he played it at uh michigan yeah I, i don't know we'll see i think uh I hope uh, I hope uh, he goes number two for you there, Curtis, because I I, <laughs> I don't want you to have to get a sponsorship for the, <laughs> for the Derby coming up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Contact us. Uh, we'll be there for you. <laughs> let's look at a couple of, you know, like uh, Kansas City. Okay. They are at, they're at 29 and 30. They have back-to-back picks. Before we look at them, uh, who do you think or what, what do you think their needs are? Well, I think they need a receiver. I do too. Um, and they probably – I don't know what the status is with, with the Honey Badger, but I would think a receiver and a defensive back is what they would need. I would say defense, period. Yeah. Uh, but I would think the same thing. They they got to get a receiver. Yeah. Now, where they are uh, picking – uh, the the better receivers are probably going to be gone. Yeah. Now the receiving class is pretty strong. Uh, running through some of these, uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State is projected to go pretty high. I've got him tenth uh, for the Jets. Um, the kid from Alabama, Jameson Williams, who probably would be top five, top ten if he hadn't have gotten blown his knee out. Yeah. Uh, that's lowered him a little bit, but you know what? You come back from knee injuries. He'll be around, but they've got, I've got him going to the Eagles, uh, number 15. There's a couple of other guys from Ohio state. Uh, Chris Olavi, I think is how they pronounce that. Mm-hmm. He was a stud and, and those guys are projected to be gone by the time the chiefs draft. But 
I there's two guys I think they should look at. And I think they they are probably oh Traylon Burks is the other one. Yeah, um, Green Bay is projected to get him. Uh, they draft twenty uh, second, I think it is, and almost everybody has him going there. Um, George Pickens from Georgia uh, is a guy that I think the Chiefs might might get. He's six three, one ninety five. Uh, big type receiver. They 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 need somebody. I'm telling you right now, they're not going to find Tyreek Hill Mm-mm. in this draft. They're just not, and that's a problem. The other guy that's very highly rated is Drake London at USC, six four two nineteen. I think the Chiefs take one of those guys with one of those picks. Uh, I did. I'm I'm with you. They don't have any wide receivers with Hill gone. And, and they may take a couple in this draft. Yeah, I could see it. I've seen a few thinking Traylon Burks could fall to them all the way I could uh, be too. towards the end. I don't know about that. Um, you don't think so. No, I don't think so either. He's pretty uh, I think this Christian Watson, I, I've seen him a second-round projection for the Chiefs, uh, perhaps, that went to North Dakota State. They have to take one somewhere. I, I just now, now, now that does lead me to my next question because I think there's two things looming in this draft that don't have anything to do with picks. Well, with with players coming into the league, I should say mm-hmm. maybe something to do with picks. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He's probably the number one wide receiver available tonight. No are, doubt, are the Chiefs going to be involved in that. Will he get moved well, tonight? That's that's a big. That's one thing you know. With all this draft projections, we're not taking into consideration. Yeah, trades. Yeah, and there will there will be some. So you're thinking the Chiefs give up maybe their two picks? Uh, I'm thinking maybe not the Chiefs specifically, but it, will somebody some, tonight take the plunge on Debo Samuel? You know, San Francisco does not have a pick. In the first round. Yep. They could package something. A lot of them think Garoppolo's going too. Yep. Maybe in a trade. Now, I read the latest on Baker Mayfield this morning. Mm-hmm. They think that he has dropped so far that tonight, after this is all done and everything's settled, that's when the trade for him will be for wow. some third and fourth round picks tomorrow and maybe a number one on uh, – uh, next year. That's kind of what I read today on him. So the, the that was full, the other one. Mayfield, yeah. to, to a much lesser degree now, uh, for sure, that domino has to fall, you would think, uh, Scott. this weekend. So him and Debo Samuel, to me, are the two. Yeah. They're just as interesting as who gets drafted number one well, tonight. And then the other thing is, am I missing something with the 49ers? Do they have a quarterback that's ready to go? If they lose Garoppolo, well, they they drafted Trey Lance, and maybe that's just where maybe they're going. Yeah, you know, they drafted him last year. I think you got to give him a shot, but yeah, is I it, mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, is it a money issue with Garoppolo? It's a money issue with Debo for sure. I think. Yeah, um, Garoppolo. I I just think it's a should we start the Trey Lance era, so to speak, yeah. or not? And we've got you know the Panthers are looking. Uh, Seattle needs a quarterback. To me, if I was, and I am, a huge Baker Mayfield fan, that's where I want him to go mm-hmm. is there. I think that's an organization that at least knows what they're doing. 
And uh, uh, the other ones that are mentioned are Detroit. God, don't go there, <laughs> please. Uh, did I say Carolina? I don't. Yeah. That doesn't turn me on either. Uh, Houston is another one. So Seattle's the best bet, but I haven't heard any rumors or anything on on them making any kind of a deal. So, but Cleveland has to make a move. They have to. Yeah, yeah, they That's have to. Toxic a situation. You can't have him and Watson on the same roster. You just yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do not believe that 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 that, that can happen. So, no. yeah, maybe it's not tonight. Maybe it's tomorrow. Uh, I certainly think uh, with Debo Samuel's situation, That's interesting. It's something's got to happen. Well, uh, and he's valuable. Yeah, big time. Big time, and you could get and the and the other thing is the Niners do not have a first round choice. Yeah, Russ just got in here. I was waiting on him to get here. <laughs> we did this segment just for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I tell you what, Russ, work. Are you out of your mind? You, yeah, I'll try to give you some airtime here today, and I'll be darn here. You've left us. Thank God for Curtis. Is all yeah. I <laughs> um, if you want to watch the drive, uh, the, the drive, if you want to watch the draft tonight with us, uh, well, with Jared and I, I think Bleaker's off will probably be going on about the same time. So, well, now Jared will be wound up into this. That's for sure. I think, I don't think he will as much though, because the chiefs will probably draft when we're well off the air. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, they're Yeah. I, I would say we'll come on right at the start of it. Uh, but yeah, well, it starts it'll be... late tonight. It starts at seven. Yeah. Usually I thought that thing started around six, six thirty. Yeah. Of course, it's, it's in Vegas. Bleak... So. It's yeah. in Vegas. So that's part of the reason, I think. Yeah. And of course, the Bleakers Off show will be all Kentucky Derby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but maybe we'll chime in. Maybe we can cheer on Curtis if he gets his uh, number two choice home there. Well, I'm hoping so because. Curtis looks like that picture <laughs> there. He could, he could put some hurt on somebody. I can guarantee Curtis does not look like that picture. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, Curtis, I, I don't, but I know that's not him in the picture. <laughs> I didn't think it was him. That's either. a famous picture that you're not aware of. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's no, an I'm internet not. thing. <laughs> oh, maybe that needs to be my picture. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well russ i i don't know whether you're still there or not since we haven't heard from you uh since you popped on there i did i, I glanced at your uh your picks on twitter mm -hmm. if you're still there tell us who you think's uh top 10 yeah yeah you this is your time you your better time to shine time that's, right. that's right yeah, well, he joined us just in time for the NHL talk. <laughs> and, he, and he loves that. Yes, he does he so loves much. Um, what about Tampa? See. What do you think about Tampa? Tampa, okay. You want to talk about them real quick? Uh, let's see. Where are they? Let me pull up who Collinsworth thinks Tampa is going with. They're at uh, 20. Right yeah. He's got them taking a linebacker. Um, I, I don't know. What do you think they need? No, I think they definitely need defense. Yeah. So a linebacker, cornerback, anything there. Uh, I think offensively. You think Gronk's got anything left? Do you think he's? I, to me, 
they're they're aging in a lot of places. They are. <laughs> so very old. To me, it's this is it. Like this, you know, the window is very short, obviously, for Tampa. I saw him on something the other. I can't remember what show. I was really impressed with him. He was just as nice and as personable. Uh, he was he he he's got some kind of charity project that I can't remember it either, but it's really really good. I think it's for kids. And he was promote. Oh, he was on the he was on Ellen the other day. Sandy had it on. I was he he came on there and I listened to him. Uh, what a nice person seems yeah. like. And I never had seen that. I mean, I've always liked him, but I never had seen that out of him. You know, the personable side of him. Mm -hmm. But he was really good on that on that show the other day. Yeah, he's uh it's it's incredible. He came back and he's still playing at a high level. I yeah, mean, yeah. He's he's kind of freakish when it comes to athletic ability. There's well, no question about that. He's pretty darn good. He really is. Yeah. He's tough too. Yes, he is. He is. Um any any final tied up again. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the draft before we move on real quickly to the NHL and we get out of here? Um well I pretty much wasted an hour and a half of my life <laughs> working on this tonight. Again, you know, it, it's all it's fun to try to figure it out, but with trades that could happen, this whole thing could be blown up in our face uh tonight. Yeah. It definitely could, and that's usually what happens. And then somebody like the let's just throw out the what are the commanders? I guess now uh, what they are the commanders. Yeah, yeah. Right. They'll just they'll do something just totally off the wall and throw off everything that you yeah. thought was going. There's happen. always a big shocker. Yeah, in, yeah. And usually it's New England or somebody that you know. New England usually, you know, it goes off the wall sometimes, especially when they used to draft down at the very bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is fun. And, you know, I think the NFL probably does the best job of marketing of any league because the Super Bowl has become a holiday. You know, it's a national holiday. Nobody goes to work on Monday after yeah. the Super Bowl. And now we got this that will go on for three days. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people will watch this tonight instead of NBA which actually means something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly they really, right. they really do a good job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're the hype machine. They, they, they are. They know how to hype everything up. Yes, and, they do. They're good at it. Yep. Um, all right. Well, we'll move on quickly to the NHL. Let me pull it up, pull it up on the, on the screen now. Um, here's the deal. It's, it's winded down. The last games are tonight and Friday night. We don't have any questions about who who's going to be in the playoffs. Right. All eight teams are set for each division. The only thing we mm -hmm. have is seeding at this point. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do. I've already decided we're not going to do a Thursday show next week. Kentucky Derby week. I didn't figure we would. It's not going to happen. But we are going to do a Sunday show uh, if you can make it at some point. Just covering the NHL playoffs, kind of our NHL playoff preview. Because we'll, it'll all be set then, and then we can actually know the matchups, who's going where, stuff like that. So we're definitely going to come back here Sunday and do a show. And then, like I said, no show next week because of the Derby. But anyway, um, I, to me, I look at this in the Western Conference. It seems pretty straightforward, except for one series that I just don't have any idea what's going to happen, and that's Minnesota and St. Louis. It's going to be 
an unbelievable series. They're battling right now for home advantage in the playoffs. Do you think that even matters with these two teams? No, I really don't. Yeah. They're both so evenly matched. Um, I would rather have game seven in St. Louis than Minnesota. Yeah. But I can see each of them losing all their games in the other team's place. I really could. Yep. I could see it coming down 3-3 and – no home teams won. I can see that. So, yeah, uh, they're evenly matched. Um, that's going to be a tremendous uh, series. I think that Edmonton LA series will be pretty good too. Mm-hmm. And then I don't give the other. I don't give Dallas and Nashville much of a chance against Colorado and and Calgary. However, yeah. that plays out. Dallas and Nashville both aren't playing the greatest. Um, no, you know, Nashville, you see right here, they've lost three in a row. They're three, four, and three in their last 10. Uh, Dallas, five, three, and two. They're playing a little bit better. Dallas lost to Arizona last night. Yes. Bad. Um, I'm yeah. wondering if they – no, that, they played at the same time the Blackhawks and mm-hmm. Vegas did. And yep. when Vegas didn't beat the Blackhawks, that gave Dallas that last spot. Uh, I just – I just don't see the one – First of all, I'm not sure anybody can beat Colorado. Yeah. Although they've stumbled a little bit down the stretch, but they're just playing out the season. They're just trying to get healthy and make sure nobody gets hurt. They played really well against the Blues. Uh, I think that was their swan song for the season, you know. But the Minnesota-St. Louis series is going to be good. There's nothing to choose there. I mean, both of them play the same pretty much. If I told you – if I told you Colorado, Minnesota, and St. Louis are the three best teams in the West, would you agree or disagree? Oh, I would agree unless you want to throw Calgary in there. I think they're all three would beat Calgary. I think so too. I'd rather play them than Minnesota. I'd rather the Blues play Calgary than Minnesota. That's for sure. Do you think St. Louis, the goalie situation will hold up? That's the question. That's the whole key. And we don't know. Because the Minnesota goalie situation, it's weird, too. Marc-Andre Fleury was traded at the deadline to Minnesota. He has not played very well. Cam Talbot is their other goalie. He's not great. He's not as good a goalie as they usually have. No. So their goalie situation's odd uh, with Fleury not playing very well. And then when you look at the Blues, you know, you got Huso, who's played pretty well. And then you got Bennington, who obviously carried the Blues to the Stanley Cup, but has not been good this year. Well, and I'm – I, I'll ask your opinion. Who do you think is going to play game one? I don't know. I thought it was who so, but I don't know why they play Bennington in Colorado uh, in a game they really needed to win. Yeah. And to be fair, it was his first loss in six games. It was. Um, he, they, as a team, did not play very well. No. It really wasn't on him, but he was not great at the same he time. He was shaky. Yeah, I, I don't know, and it's a decision I wouldn't want to make. I wouldn't either. And I have to think, from what we've seen down the stretch in these last seven or eight games, Bennington's played most of them, right? He's played a lot of them. I think he's going to start. I would lean who so. Um, I would if I was the coach, but I don't see them every day. I don't know their makeup. I don't know 
how much the fact that Bennington's making as much money as he is has to do with this. I don't, yeah. I want to think it wouldn't, but it's a tough decision. I would go to with Huso in game one. And if he didn't play well, then you've always got Bennington to come back in game two. I think you're going to look like a fool. If you play Bennington, they get beat four to nothing or four to two and he doesn't play well. Yeah. I think I you're think, right. I think you're opening yourself up to all kinds of criticism. Yep. So but if you play Huso and he doesn't play well, you're going to say, well, gosh, you got a Stanley Cup winning goalie and you didn't play him. I mean, if you've watched the Blues all year, you're not going to say that. I agree. I agree. And I think if you ask most Blues fans, true Blues fans that have watched the games, they would say Huso should start. I, I, I just don't see how you can argue with it. We would not be where we are without him. Yep. Yep. So, He's earned it. He has. And like I said, I, to me, it's safer to go with him first. And if he doesn't play well, then go to Bennington. Then it is to start with Bennington. If he doesn't play well, then come in with a rookie. You know, I just think maybe, maybe Baruby was thinking the home, home ice doesn't mean much in the series. Let's give him a chance in Colorado. And if he wins and plays great, then he's earned the start. Maybe that's what they were thinking. I don't know, but I was surprised when he was playing in Colorado. Yeah, I was too. I was very surprised. So I do, I do, I will say this. I have complete trust in Ben and uh, uh, Barubi, mm -hmm. Doug Armstrong, and that whole blues organization. Mm -hmm. Whatever they come up with, I, I, I support it. They they just do too many things right. I agree. I agree. I, I think they'll they'll make the best decision, and then hopefully, uh, the easiest thing you play Huso and he comes through. You know, yeah. And that's he's earned the chance. I, I don't think he's fantastic, but I no, definitely I don't think he's solid, um, and he's been solid. So ultimately, I think that's what's gonna get the blues beat because when they even if they win the first round you're gonna have to have an out of this world performance to beat colorado by oh, your goaltender yeah so. and it, it, when you look at the west and and i'm trying to think you know, of those eight teams there's not a standout goaltender now the guy colorado is pretty good mm-hmm but they score a bunch of goals. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have to be great. Yeah. And you look at the old St. Louis teams of the past that don't score goals like this team does. Where would we be? I mean, I, it's a good thing we do score a lot of goals because we've yeah. gotten by with goaltending. It's not been, although at times he has been pretty darn good. So yeah, it, 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 he's been good at times, but overall it has not been great. No, you're guys. not real. You're just not confident. Yeah, um, so we'll see. Um, well, I'm going to ask you this. You watch more hockey than I do because I just basically watch the Blues. Mm -hmm. Who has the best goalie? Are there standout goalies this year? Because scoring is up tremendously in hockey this year. Yep. The, the Ranger goalie is pretty good. He's good. I Listen, for my money, we're talking playoffs. I'll take Valeski still. Well, I will too. I, I think he's number one on the list. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I, I watch Florida a lot. Florida's so fun to watch. They're <laughs> they're so exciting to watch. No, they are they're explosive. Bravosky isn't bad for Florida. He he they kind of play so wide open that he might give up three goals, but he's played a great game. You yeah. know. So I, I, I wouldn't mind having him either. But listen, Valeski right now, he's won two in a row and yeah, they're he's starting having to another play. good year. So yeah, they've won four straight now. Yeah. Uh, what about the guy at Carolina? Yeah, I was going to look up his numbers because he's given up a hundred. They've given up a hundred and ninety-nine goals, uh, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going to look at. Oh, I messed it here. Let's see. Where is he? Um, I was going to look up his stats because I I haven't really looked him up yet. I don't know where they are though. Well, it hasn't really. Oh, goaltending. If I'm in, could just. Open my eyes there. I could see it. Yeah. So it's, it's Anderson, Frederick Anderson. He hasn't ever been great, but you look at those, these numbers, he's that's been pretty you know, good. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, Ratna is, is not awful. Uh, you know, I, I, I think this is surprising that he's, he's played this good. Yeah. Um, like I said, he's never done a whole hell of a lot, but this is, this is pretty impressive. He's second uh, goals against average, and he's tied for third with the save percentage. So that's most that's people will take that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty impressive. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Well, I, that I that that Eastern playoff series is uh, a round first round is going to be phenomenal. Yes, yeah, it's going to be great. There's no doubt about it. Oh, I tell you, I would hate to beat any of those teams, really. Yeah, and I would love to sit here and uh, geez, look at me. I'd love to sit here and, and give you some matchups, but we still just don't know what no. it's going to be. We know um, two. We know the Blues and the North Star, or North Stars, the Blues and the Wild. Yeah, and we know uh, Edmonton and LA. Yeah, but we will know. Like I said, we're going to do a Sunday full preview of just the NHL playoffs. It may not even be an hour show. It may just be you know that's all we're going to talk about. And because uh, I, I I know we're not gonna be able to do shows next week, but I, I would hate hate ourselves if we didn't do an NHL playoff preview. So we're gonna do that on Sunday, and we'll know the matchups, and then we can really kind of dive into this. Because, yeah, and and we could do the NBA too because we should know second round. That's true. We could do that. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Uh, it'll be NHL kicking it off, and then we'll do the NBA, and then we'll be out for the week. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, these matchups in the East. Like in the West, the two wild card teams are are ninety nine percent going to get beat by the number one seed. I think they're the two weakest teams of the sixteen. Yeah, but in the East, oh God, no! <laughs> that's why well, the matchups really are going to mean a lot. Here, yeah, though. we'll see. Now Washington could still beat Pittsburgh. They, if they win out, they will. Yeah, they will if they win the last two. And all of a sudden, the Florida Panthers, who have never done anything, will have right. to take on the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round. That would not be fun. That's not going to be an easy series. Well, even if they don't, they got to take on Washington. You want to do that? I don't. No, I mean that's just it. It's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be a very tough first round where you're looking. Okay, Colorado, you get Nashville or or Dallas. That's well, a big difference. Yeah, and 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 Boston. It's- could conceivably catch Tampa. They're probably not going to. Yeah. So, but, okay, so you got Carolina. They get Boston in the first round. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, it's 
It's or they could be... get Tampa in the first round. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you look at this? All eight teams have a hundred points. It's phenomenal. That's incredible. When you go back to the other side, and then five out of the eight here yeah. have a hundred points. Yeah. So there's no doubt that that Eastern Conference is going to be crazy, and we will definitely preview that on. Well, Sunday. you're going to have okay the loser of the Blues Minnesota round. We'll probably have 111 points. Yep. That's a damn good team that's going to play one round. And then you've got four teams coming out of here that's going to play one round. Yep. That's that's tough. It really There's is. No question. I wish the NHL would, and they won't do it, but to me – it should be one against eight, two against seven, three against six, four against five. I know. And I don't know why they don't do that. I don't either. I really don't. I don't either. In the East, it wouldn't matter this year, but it usually would. Yeah. Um, I just know. don't. I mean, yeah. there's no way the Blues and Minnesota should be playing in the first round when you got Nashville and Dallas down there. There's yeah. just. I agree, but like I said, it's not, it's not going to change. They, no. they, like, they like what they've got set up here for us. So. Yeah. So, Well, all right. That's all we got for you today, folks. Anything else, Papa Dude, before we get out of here? I don't think so. I know you guys are busy, busy, busy. And I'm going right now on the Kentucky Derby as of today, Thursday, 4-28, Epicenter. Epicenter. You're on the Epicenter bandwagon, huh? Yep. Wow. Because nothing's changed for me except for Taba has not worked out. No, he did work out today, though. Now, how was he? I mean, <laughs> he looked great, but I don't know. Like, I'm not, I, I really, it, it, in all honesty, I can't, I can't I'm not a workout person. I can't tell you. Uh, I've soured on him a little bit. I, yeah. and I knew I would. It's too long ago since he ran. We're going to find out everything on Monday, right? That's when the draw is. That's right. Yeah, Monday will be the draw. So uh, if you're liking the coverage, we'll be live for, uh, tomorrow at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. And then Monday, we will be live for the draw. And then we'll also have shows Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Are you going to take the weekend off? Uh, yes. Yeah, nothing on the well, weekend. Well, uh, we'll have the NHL preview, which – no, I mean, are you going to take the weekend off from your videos on the Kentucky Derby? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we will. Uh, and what about, what are you going to talk about tomorrow, for God's sakes? Yeah, we talked about a couple. We got a couple subjects. Uh, we're going to talk about what like what uh, area of the country had the best prep races. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, what three horses need the best post position draws uh to have oh, a shot yeah. um and that's probably about it and then i'm sure there'll be something come up news wise then like i said monday's the draw so that's an easy one um and then tuesday wednesday thursday there'll be all, be all kinds of things to talk about um, right. yeah so next week here's what we got going for you we got those four shows like i said the live draw show will probably be the biggest one um we'll have a blinkers off obviously We'll have an interview with John White. He will be on the, the show Tuesday, I think. He will come on. 
Um, and we'll have live after shows uh, from Churchill Downs on Friday and Saturday. And then we'll also have a live stream Saturday uh, during the races. So okay. there's a lot going on. Uh, the Kentucky right. Derby Wagering Guide. We will probably have that out Wednesday. Of now, when week. are you leaving? Wednesday. Okay. As soon as the wagering guide is out, I will hit the road. Um, are you guys driving? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I do have a question for you. Okay. Uh, from my good buddy who goes to Will Rogers way okay. too much. <laughs> and I gave him the answer, but he wanted me to ask you too. Okay. Why in the world did they not take some of the money that they made during the COVID years and not update the facilities? I think I know the answer. And I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> um, why did Will Rogers not take money they made from the COVID year and update their facility? Now, again, they made a fortune because they were one of the only tracks. Yeah running and the out-of-town wagering was unbelievable right yes the wagering the simple answer to that is why would they why that's do they what need I told to do that <laughs> that's what i told well he is just so he can't understand why they don't have a video board well i don't know why they don't have a video board either i've never been anywhere that doesn't have a video board <laughs> So I, I don't know the answer to that. They need one. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. He, and I've been to some little tracks. They all have video boards. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the answer. I don't know. And he also, and I've wondered this too, why is the paddock so far away over there? Why, you know, where it's at is so far from the... <laughs> well... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, There's a huge space in between there, and it would be so much nicer if they'd bring that paddock to where people could see the horses a little better. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's not a great place. All right, you said the same thing. I, I my my answer was why would they be? Oh, it's like yours because they pocketed that money. I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, nobody's there. Nobody's there. So it I can't. Matter. I can't see them being, although I guess they are, but I couldn't see them being very profitable year in and year out before. No. So that's my answer, right? That's what I told you. <laughs> I, they probably took that money and said, oh, that's awesome. We made some money. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, later on today, well, I tell you what, 45 minutes. Uh, Matt Dinnerman from Golden Gate, the Golden Gate track announcer, We'll be on the Magic Mike Show helping them handicap the late pick four from Golden Gate Fields uh, this weekend. They've got a big card on Saturday. Matt Dinnerman stopping by to help the Magic Mike crew uh, handicap that. So that should be awesome. And then, like I said, Blinkers Off comes on a little while after that. Jared's got the kids today, so we'll see. It's, uh, you know, usually 6.30, 7 central. You can, you can expect this. And like I said, we'll be talking all things Kentucky Derby on that show as well. If you watched our live show, you know the kids are running wild while Jared was on. Well, the uh, is Jared cooking supper right about now, you think? 
I would think so. Yeah, he's uh, he's trying to get he's them. The frozen pizza in the in the oven. Yep, I would say he's trying to get them wound down a little bit before we have to do the show tonight. So uh, that's funny. Anyway, all right, we're gonna get off here, guys. Hope you all have a good weekend. Uh, just stay tuned to the YouTube page. Thanks everybody for for joining us, not only for this show but for everything we're doing. Uh, it's it means a lot, and we got a lot on there. We're having fun doing it, and uh, we appreciate everybody's support. So. All right, guys, we'll see you back here on this show on Sunday. And like I said, stay tuned to the channel. 45 minutes, we'll see Magic Mike Show, Matt Dinnerman, special guest. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels. Never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.